dead. Wake the dead! Wake the dead! With Sean McCann. episode of Cosmic Beach Podcast. So, I was very much looking forward to the episode I have lined up for tonight, and it is with Sean McCann, and we talk about the origin of Barbie dolls and the role they've played in little girls' lives throughout history. And I say in this episode, I couldn't really find anything while I was preparing for the episode, but then later on, after we finished recording, I went back and actually found some really disturbing stuff and took my time and really looked into a few things, and I want to include them in the intro. So this is going to be a long intro, but stick with me, folks. I got to looking into the song Barbie Girl by Aqua, And it came out 20 years ago on May 14th, 1997, 20 years or so ago. And it was this sensational hit for whatever reason. Anybody who likes this song, I'd recommend you go get tested for COVID because you clearly have no taste. But the song itself is something iconic. Everyone knows, come on Barbie, let's go Barbie. But the lyrics, when you really think about them, are super sexual. And for years, I thought, like, how dirty could a song about Barbie really be? And as it turns out, pretty fucking dirty. And little girls grew up singing this song, and we really need to address how problematic that actually is. So, she first talks about how amazing her plastic life is, which for a Barbie is valid, I guess. But it gets so much more sinister because it also says, 
I'm a blonde bimbo girl in a fantasy world. Dress me up, make it tight. I'm your dolly. So very sexual right off the bat. And then it talks about touching and playing. And it says, kiss me here, touch me there, hanky panky. You can touch, you can play. If you say, I'm always yours. Also, make me walk, make me talk, do whatever you please. I can act like a star. I can beg on my knees. And then Ken in the song replies, come jump in, bimbo friend. Let's do it again. Hit the town, fool around. Let's go party. So, yeah. Uh, there is a lot of issues with that song, but there are a lot of women who have referred to themselves as Barbies over the years, one in particular being Nicki Minaj. And I found this quote of Nicki Minaj and it says, it was just one of those things that I think all girls say it. They call themselves a particular Barbie, like Black Barbie or Korean Barbie. I don't know. Barbie's been such a staple in our culture that as women, no matter what color you are, it's almost like there's always a Barbie that you can relate to, especially when they made Barbies that went to work and school and so on. End quote. That was Nicki Minaj on Barbies. So, um... We did record this on a Saturday, and I remember just as I was about to start the interview with Sean that I had a flipping birthday party to go to, so I had to cut it a little short, and um, I do apologize for the quickness of the episode, but it's packed with information. We cover a lot of ground, and, you know, Sean obviously is going to bring the heat as usual. But I grew up playing with Barbies. I loved Barbies. I loved hair and makeup and looking pretty and wanting to be a Barbie doll in pink and furry shoes and all the little Barbie dream houses that you could buy. And like, there was an obsession with Barbies for the longest time. And looking back on it now, after I've had this conversation with Sean, it does seem sinister. I do encourage all of you to go ahead and check out the Wake the Dead podcast. I included all of the links in the show notes. Sean is absolutely killing it. And leave him a five-star review. Show some love. This guy is amazing. Um, And this episode is going to be very entertaining Let me know what you think, and if you're feeling froggy and you would like to come on the show, find me on Instagram, cosmic.peach.podcast. Let's roll right into it. All right. 
right, everyone, you know where you are. You are listening to the Cosmic Peach Podcast. I'm your host, Julia, of course. And tonight we have on returning champ, Sean McKinnon. (laughs) (laughs) And he is, I actually have been dying for this episode. And I tried to look up a little bit of stuff on my own, but I couldn't find anything. So I'm really excited to hear about Barbie. Yeah. And where did it come from? Like, what is the secret behind Barbie? (laughs) Yeah. But first, Sean, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate this. And, uh, you know, I love to be a guest. The last time it was fun and we had a great time. And, you know, I'm glad to be welcome back. That's good. Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. And I do want to say I played with Barbies my whole life. Like, I wanted to be a Barbie. Like, there's this big thing about the look of Barbie, her outfits, the blonde hair, the blue eyes, all of that. And I don't know if it just hit 90s girls really hard. But, like, I still have friends to this day who want to look like a Bratz doll. which are those ones like with the big lips and huge eyes and like disproportionate features well the barbie's disproportionate too but they look a little weird they kind of understand so do you think that's part of it then like oh yeah it's like to make you want to be that and to engineer your imagination of yourself and to identify with the object. And then, you know, and then they use this toy as like the leading edge of the mind control that they're pushing on everybody. So like when, when Jane Fonda went over and when, when Jane Fonda did her exercise video and everybody was wearing leggings, uh, there was a Barbie for that, you know, just before Hillary Clinton uh, goes to run for president, there was like president Barbie, you know, um, you know, she goes, she went to the moon like just before we went to the moon in quotes, mm-hmm. you know? So like um, she's, it's pushing the zeitgeist and it's like, uh, it's training the mothers of tomorrow. You see. And um I guess we can get into that, but uh, like, it's really, it's a, it's a eugenics operation run by Satanists. And it's really, it's just, you know, Oh, what's Barbie all about? You you turn over the rock and it's Satanism and eugenics. They want to kill us and they want to destroy the family. (laughs) Oh, that old thing again. So we can dig down and look and see, you know, I'll show you where um, I don't exactly know the families of the people. I haven't gotten as deep. I'm more into the, so far I've gotten into the, uh, the concepts and the psychology and what they're using, like how they're using it. Because I know you did mention in the last episode when we were talking about like eyes wide shut and you were like, did you notice there was a Marilyn Monroe Barbie? And I was like, oh, no, I never noticed the Marilyn Monroe Barbie. And it's just another like kind of like a wink in that direction, like a holiday Barbie and the this Barbie and that Barbie. And you have to have all of them. You know, you have to have a collection (laughs) of them. 
Right. And it was, it's basically like, it's also, uh, well, okay. Yeah. We'll start there. It's a perfect segue that you said with the eyes wide shut. Um, Kubrick uses this as a symbol of everything we're going to talk about today. Um, he uses it in the frame of one of the last shots of the film uh, when they're at the toy store and little Helena is holding up a Cinderella Barbie, no, no, uh, what the nutcracker Barbie. And behind her is Marilyn Monroe gentlemen prefer blondes. And that there is a perfect, like it, it shows like the, the dark cult Satanists have created this image of what is woman and what is perfect and um, the women in the film Eyes Wide Shut are like a living Barbie, like Nicole Kidman is, you know, and that's um, and it's grooming the child for a life of sexual subservience to masters that want their body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh I mean, when you get the big picture about how they want to destroy the family, then you're like, oh, well, Barbies are harmless, right? You know? Um, And if you think it, it was in 1959. Okay, I guess we can start at the beginning, right? There was a, there was a smut comic, well, uh, like a, a smut comic in a, Mm -hmm. German magazine or German uh, newspaper called Bild Zeitung is the name of the newspaper. And Lily was this uh, voluptuous, sexy woman who's always like, you know, her skirt's coming up and the guys are like, ah, and she's like, oh, (laughs) should I take my top off too? You know, like that type of thing and that and then they to sell the papers they were promoting it and they created a plastic doll about 11 and a half inch tall and it had blonde hair and big boobs and bright red lips and uh it was called the build lily doll and uh they made like i don't know 350,000 of these dolls or whatever and it was like horny guys would hang it from their rear view mirror of their car or something. Cause it would be like this sexy woman who's like, you can pose her with her dress up and it swings around Ooh, and you can like yeah. look up her dress there, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's these, it's, uh, so I guess the two people that created the company Mattel, uh, Ruth and Elliot Handler, that's the that's the main people and with their friend Harold Matson. So the M A T from Matson and the E L L of Elliot are uh, Mattel, right? They uh they found on a German they were going through Germany in like fifty five or fifty six and they had this new toy company and they're like they had a ukulele and they wasn't selling and they're um the story goes that Ruth saw her kid playing with paper dolls where you change the dress and you cut it out of like cardboard mm-hmm. type. And um, 
that was the idea that they say, and it's like, oh, well, this way you can have one doll and you can buy many pieces of clothing and that's where you get the money because you just make more clothes just like a grown-up women <laughs> what they do with the right mm-hmm. consumerism so like it's training them for consumerism of the future and you know it's got three inch heels and like whatever you know it's like career woman and not you know the only other dolls were like baby dolls like to train mothers into to train babies into being mothers. And that's pro family, of course, you know, and like the, the boys would have like trucks and pieces of industry because it's like their future, like they're, you know, going to manipulate the world to get money out of it, you know, and the women are going to be raising the babies. So they, it's always been a thing, you know, Mm -hmm. um, so she got this supposedly she on her own got this idea of like, oh well, if we have this doll, three dimensional doll, we can do that of this paper doll. Makes sense, right? And that's mm-hmm. simple enough. It's simple enough. But they they got like a team of people to. But we'll get to that, I guess. So they're in this. They're in Germany and they're looking around and they find this build Lily doll, and it's like. You know, it's a sex pot doll. And they're like, she's, she says, Oh, this is great. This, this will work great. You <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah. It's kind of silly. And they fucking, okay. So they bring it back to their people. They're like, Oh, well, uh, maybe, maybe change a little bit here and a little bit there. Basically, they erased her nipples and they like didn't do much else. They did a couple things, I guess. And it's the same figure, basically. And it's the same blonde hair and it's the same idea. Right. But they're just fancying it up with like modern, you know. Well, yeah. Cause you can get a ballerina Barbie or. Right. Yeah. Ballerina too. <laughs> it is funny though, that you say they didn't change much about the physique. Right. Because it is big boobs. Yes. And it has an hourglass figure. Yeah, all to the extreme. And, you know, extreme. super hourglass figure, toned mm-hmm. abs, and like you know. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I guess it does in a way when you play with it as a kid, you're thinking of like chopping its hair off, or like you want to change its clothes, or you want to do your right. own makeup on it and do all this. Right. But it's like you you can incorporate barbie into like your fantasies like oh i want to look like this this is how i would be right this is Mm -hmm. me like they and then they um so they they had a whole team of people and they used uh psychological techniques i guess to uh to sell this thing to kids and to populate it amongst the people um so yeah the basically the psychology is like the the child like the, the you as a kid were like imagining yourself in the future and like this is how i would go to work or this is how i would you know whatever barbie does like and then when they you know they so they had to have a, a male ken to like barbie has to like 
you know, mm-hmm. she they made a wedding dress and they're like, oh, well, she needs a husband. So <laughs> he's an accessory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, so they uh, they're creating more accessories. But in so doing, they're allowing for the psychology uh, to be like it opens up this doorway in the child's imagination and they're creating the future of their imagination. This is what perfect is, you know, like Barbie, like exercise Barbie with, you know, she had a scale that said one ten. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And like the, you know, there was a, the first talking Barbie, like she said, math is hard. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, come on, guys. So, like, they're really pushing it, like, be a bimbo, you know, like, just be, like, a sexual object that can be held down and manipulated and clothes torn off and can be traded amongst friends and whatever, you know? Right. So that's um, because the doll itself is, like, this thing that, it doesn't have a will of its own and it's being passed around and it's being manipulated and everybody, you know, can. So in a sense, that is what the girls are in eyes wide shut. Like they are a toy to be manipulated and they, because of the trauma, they dissociate and then they just are like a limp fish, you know, just mm-hmm. like a doll, you know, and or Marilyn Monroe or Marilyn Monroe. Right. And of course they made a Marilyn Monroe Barbie because she is a perfect mm-hmm. example of what they want to build, you know, what they have built <laughs> used. To. And so this, so little girls want to be like Marilyn who is herself an SRA controlled slave. So they manipulate the star and then the kids follow the star and do what. So it's Mm -hmm. like creating the, what the kids want and it's leading their desires. You know, no, that is not so humble beginnings. If you ask me, (laughs) (laughs) it like started off dark and then it's just kept on and kept on. And now they have a transgender Barbie. Of course. It's also one of those things where they are making money hand over fist oh, yeah. with Barbie, Barbie dream house, Barbie yeah. airplane. I cried for Corvette. five weeks straight for a Barbie airplane. <laughs> oh, my. And I'm sorry just... for your parents. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, we'll have to get. Bought it gotta... for me, but <laughs> Oh really? Okay. Why did you cry? They had it hidden for oh, Christmas. <laughs> good. That's cool. They yeah. must've been excited for that. That's great. Yeah. But um, so that is obviously it's intentional because then they can milk it, right? Because like ultimately, this is a display of capitalist consumerism, and it's happening during the Cold War. So we wanted to show off our electric kitchens and look at what you know, look at what capitalist globalism basically can do and you know all the mothers had their you know their pearls while they're vacuuming and stuff they they all had perfect makeup and stuff because 
the idea was that um, if our our industry is so superior to communism that we have all electric kitchen and our housewives don't have to do any chores all day. They can just do their hair and look pretty. And so like that, and then, you know, the Stepford wives, and then it's like, our wives are prettier than yours. And then there's that pride, like, and you know, it's an other othering of them. And like, and so it's, it's a display of how our capitalism is better, you know, and, we uh they worked with tokyo manufacturing so like you know one one place would do the plastics another place would do the shoes another place would do little flower hats and like it's an example of like how globalism can work right and in order to make this final product with all the little accessories and shoes and everything you had to have cooperation with the money, you know, that's common between everybody. And so it's basically, it's laying the, the groundwork for the globalization that we have today. Like everything is that built that way. And we can't get new trucks because there's microchips from China is because the, the, you know, and they need like rare earth air minerals from Africa. And it's like this whole chain of money and money ultimately is, slavery like you have to do something that you don't want to do you have to be a slave for eight hours a day for someone else but you agree to it voluntarily but still like it's it's a fine line it's in my opinion that's slavery because they you know you got to pay your bills like you have to i agree completely right so like it's just so basically to make people pay the more money it makes them do more slavery and it's instead of like having chains on their necks were like giving them a desire to go buy shiny rims and silly barbies mm-hmm. and, you know what i mean like it's leading the desires and the whole thing with marilyn monroe of uh diamonds or a girl's best friend diamonds are worthless they're like absolutely worthless. clear clear diamonds and they're worse than worthless they 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 cost lives to make them you know like blood diamonds so like and to have um, celebrities saying like, look at my diamonds and then makes all the people want to have diamonds. You know, it's like, it's the same thing with Barbie. So they can have these commercials. <laughs> so that's another thing. Uh, so Saturday morning television and the Mickey mouse club. That's how they did it. So mm. Barbie wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Disney. And we know how evil Disney is. So it's oh, another, yeah. another example of the Satanism. Would right not there. surprise me at all that they were involved with that. Right. right. So in 1959, they had this Barbie doll created. They had a team of people. And we can talk about the team too. Uh, but uh, they had this like fancy toy they knew was going to be a great hit. And they brought it to the 1959 New York Toy Fair. And nobody wanted it. They were like, this is weird. This is weird and sexual and kind of gross. What are you doing? And they were like, no, they're going to love it. And they're like, no. And they didn't buy any of them. Nobody bought anything. (laughs) And then they were like, then they called Japan and they were like, "Uh, maybe slow down production. Uh." And then they 
they paid for, I don't know, they had an agreement with, it's all part of the same push, but the Mickey Mouse Club TV show on Saturday mornings ran commercials for Barbie. And that is how all the kids asked their parents to get it. And the parents went to the toy store. You don't have Barbie. What the, you should get Barbie, you know? And then the demand of people from the television. And that was all from the marketing and they create the, you know, the television gives you this dream of, you know, yourself, my identity is shown back to me and like, Oh, pay money. Like it's really right. Which is funny because hmm. Barbie looks like she's 27 to me. Right. She's supposed to be a teenage model. Yeah. My ass. (laughs) She's with those jugs. Oh yeah. That's what I'm saying is it's the milk. It's the milk. That's what (laughs) (laughs) does the body good. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that bovine growth hormone is good for you. Yeah, that's real good for your midsection. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the thought, though, of like a six or seven year old girl playing with this, to me, she looks in her 20s at least. Right. And their bodies haven't even started to develop yet. No. And they've got like this Barbie doll. Yes. And that just is, like you said, it's sexual without being overtly sexual. Because it's like, well, we have her in a sweatsuit. What do you mean? (laughs) This isn't sexual, but it's like. Once the parents go, it's like, yeah, tearing off the clothes (laughs) and look at it. What is going on? Yeah, yeah. And the makeup and hair. And obviously, little girls are going to be like, that's what I want to look like. I want to be Cinderella Barbie or, you know, a princess or, yeah, it definitely with the commercials on top of that. Oh, look, those little girls have Barbie dolls and I, I don't have a Barbie doll. I want a Barbie doll. Right. You know, everybody has a box full of them. Oh, this Barbie, you know, and they got all these. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, and the, kids like yap 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 at their parents and that's i think that i don't know if barbie was one of the first ones but they that's on purpose that is engineered and that you know all you parents out there turn off the tv and you won't get that you know it's really it's it's infuriating i'm sure for like I mean, it's bad enough the way he is. Like, I've got it. Like, he's a three-year-old now, and he's just like, rah, you know? And, like, if he just <laughs> wanted something that's on the television that's made in Japan, like, I have no control over that, you know? And it makes right. me have to go to work. I have, uh, I have to go mm-hmm. be a slave to go buy more Barbie. For, <laughs> you <know? laughs> but you, know, but you are know. a slave to your kid. Like, you do what he wants, and they yeah. tell the kid what he wants so anyway well yeah exactly and i was just gonna ask you if they were made at like sweatshops because i'm sure they were yeah Yeah. so there (laughs) there you go right there 50s japan manufacturing i don't know what kind of laws they had i don't know for sure but i'm guessing they weren't great (laughs) right right there you can look up the, the the companies but you know I work in machines that were built in the fifties, like, and it's, you know, it's, 
whatever. I mean, they need a job. I'm sure. Uh, it. I mean, it is. It's kind of like it's. It's weird. It's kind of a good thing because it gives jobs and all this. But then the main corporate leaders, stockholders, you know, they are. In, then that makes them in control of it all. So it's basically like if we could have, you know, whatever. If we could have agorist trade, voluntarist trade amongst people that like care, like that'd be, mm. be the best. We don't have to worry about all the machinations. But so they, I mean, basically they. Okay, so they want to have children want to desire to be a sexual object instead of be a mother. And this is at like 59 to just the beginning of the 60s. And then by the time 67 comes around, it's summer of love. And you're supposed to give yourself to everybody free love woo you know and um they were they love were re- the rejecting right right <laughs> and yeah and that was like uh that was barbie was really like a feminist they were they were on the leading edge of the feminist movement right and some women might think oh that's great but if you look at the feminist movement that's evil shit too they want to Sean, are you okay what year you're saying this came out i'm, I'm just putting pieces together in my head so right. 59 yeah and then it was like barbie had a boom during what the counterculture movement well yeah she was popular all throughout like she was popular like the first year um because of the mickey mouse club and then it just kept going and they just kept and making so more stuff. And so this is also the birth control year. Yes. Yeah, okay, I was going to talk about okay, that. I okay. was going to talk about that. Yes. Totally. Okay, Sean. Yes, so then we're, we're on the same page. Okay. Yep. So it's training the kids. I'm not going to have a baby. I'm going to have I'm going to be a Barbie. You know, not baby, Barbie. Same be the 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 words mm-hmm. sound similar even baby barbie like you know it's uh it's creating a new path for the for the women of society like no more being mom hell with that go to malibu get a corvette you know (laughs) get a bimbo husband it's like Mm -hmm. you know just have money and spend it that's what that's what's fun and that's what's great and you know be a, a, a an empty-headed doll <laughs> you know and that's materialistic like, right, material uh material mm-hmm. you know and that whole like the thing of like what madonna was saying and then like madonna is the next level of they had the barbie and then they had the madonna who was total whore and she was in her like uh you know wedding dress like feigning mm-hmm. masturbation in front of people like oh, into the microphone and like that's like what you know you can you can take the marriage barbie the, the marriage dress and you put her on the floor and you can pick up her dress like you know and it's 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 really weird it, i mean it goes kind of deep and if you think about like plus you got 
the pedophilia thing of like having it be a sexual trigger. Who knows what, what that has led to, you know? And then you got the whole Playboy thing and Kinsey and kids are sexual since birth and, you know, Alfred Kinsey and that whole thing. And it's like, it, it is destroying, (laughs) destroying the kids' heads. And, uh, What's natural is to be a mother. That's how you make more people in this world. And now uh, Elon Musk is right. We're having an implosion of population. It's we're not populating. We're not repopulating because everybody's too busy being Barbie and getting divorced and cutting off their parts because they think Mm -hmm. they might be a different gender or some shit because they're drinking all of this endocrine disruptors and you know they got fluoride in there like you're saying and like matt landman was talking about the fluoride in the shower and i'm like trying to turn down the shower so it doesn't steam i'm like oh damn it they're they get they're killing us from everywhere they're killing us from all angles and their main their main target is the mind of children because that is what's that's what's most vulnerable that is what the future is, and they're working on a causal plane. They want to cause the future to happen. They don't want to react to what's already happening. So uh, they're acting with uh, an evil will. And we are just like, oh, reacting to it, you know? But we don't think, you know, there's women out there that wear a T-shirt that says that they're proud they had abortions, you know? Mm-hmm. It's it's really sick and um the the satanification of society has run very deep and if you look at um anton lavey wrote um satanic it wasn't the satanic bible but it was one of those books he talked about oh the satanic witch he talked about how a woman can use her sex to manipulate and control others. And like, it was a rule for him, three inch heels. <laughs> it's like, it's like, a. am so glad you brought that up because <laughs> I want to surprise you with something. Okay. I know. Okay. So obviously by the time this episode comes out, I will have released a cult Laurel Canyon part two. Oh, sweet. And in that, I bring up Tuesday Weld. Oh, Tuesday Weld. Thanks to you. Yes. Thanks to you. Yeah. And he talked about Anton LaVey mentioned her in the dedication of his satanic Bible, (laughs) how her looks and her witchery and all this stuff about the feminine mystique and sex magic and it's yes. so interesting that you brought that up because right. her it name just is Barbie too. To show you again. Mm-hmm. Right. And that there was a movie there. I'm sorry. You're right. It, no. It yeah. Yeah. Tell you again. There's a movie called Lord love a duck. It's from the sixties and um, it had, uh, it had Tuesday weld who, by the way, if the listeners don't know, she's a high priestess of the dark occult and she's bloodline. Um, her cousin, I guess, is William Weld, the former governor of Massachusetts. 
I think her family came from like Mayflower type. I think it's one of those oldest families. And uh, mm-hmm. and the people that came over the Mayflower were satanic. You know, if you look into that. But so anyway, um, so she's a high priestess of the Illuminati, I guess, if you would, you know, in quotes. Whatever uh, word you insert yeah, blank, you know. <laughs> right. And she was put in the movies to be the image for people. They set her up and she basically quit doing movies just to do her dark cult high priestess. That's what duty. I found as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So she was, but Anton LaVey was setting her up on this pedestal. Look at this perfect example. And, um, and Lord Love the Duck. called her the living approximation of, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. She's pretty perfect. Just, I mean, as yeah. far as like, wow, you know, she's like, genetically like wow well she looks like a barbie she does and her name in this movie lord love a duck is barbara ann and that's what the the beach boys song uh it's about this movie and there is like they were setting this movie up in the i think it was like 65 or 66 or something maybe it was 66 and uh it was one of those cool movies they're they're to kind of making fun of the surf movie and they were like look at this surf movie and they had this and this woman who just wants to be famous movie star and just you know be loved by everyone and adored uh that was her only dream and then this like demon ghost guy shows up and starts giving her all she wants and he says he's a duck like he says he's some sort of bird and it's like a you know, it's it's a satanic movie, if you think about it, you know, um, and in the end, you know, everybody, it, it's not a very, it's morally corrupt. It's moral, you know, and so that's, the 60s were pushing that satanic idea. Absolutely. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So like. They even said with Rosemary's Baby that 66 is year one and the satanic, the Church of Satan was uh, created in 1966. And Rosemary's Baby, although it was released in 67, they they said the story happened in 66, you know. And um, so they they're focusing on this 66 being the uh, the year that the satanic world is opened it's the beginning of their new calendar and uh we can see as further as we get from 66 it's gotten more and more satanic our our culture is so far depraved um and the nature of satanism is to uh it it hates reality and creation so it takes it and it mirrors it the opposite that's their finest working. Their fine, their most highest occult working is to take nature and invert it to its opposite. So that's in a way, it's like a killing of nature and God and creation. Um, so they worship like involution and the decay of order. 
So they're they're using the like the um the sex drugs and rock and roll is the salve which will dissolve our society. And the the ideas of a Christian normative uh heterosexual normal procreation families, grandparents, churches, these type of things, like a this is that's the enemy to a Satanist mind. And they work together in these covens to destroy nature. And so they want to destroy the creation of more people. So that's what Bill Gates does when he says like, Oh, we got to kill the people with vaccines and healthcare. And, you know, we got to get it down to zero. Like when he's up on stage and, and like what Margaret Sanger's doing and like killing the weed races. And, um, they, they hate creation and they hate themselves ultimately. And they hate God and they want to destroy it all. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so they use psychology, psychological manipulations, like the dark occult is like occult is to not know something when something is occult it it's hidden you can't you don't know it and when someone else knows that occult thing they can use your ignorance of it as a tool to manipulate you that's that's like what all dark occultism is really manipulating people with like because people don't know themselves or the world around them, all of that is occulted. So the people that do know these things that keep us captive um, use psychological manipulations to to hurt us and keep us like cattle. And Ernest Dichter was one of their big one of their big guys that really set the stage for that whole consumerism age. And he took, um, he and a few other people, uh, Bud Westmore, who was like from the Westmore family. They're like, they did makeup for generations in Hollywood. So they're all about creating. So they, okay. So there's Bud Westmore and then Charlotte Bettenbach Johnson did the clothes uh and along with Ruth and Ruth and Elliot Handler and uh Harold Matson uh together with uh, I think there was another guy an engineer damn I forget there was an engineer as well that they took from uh was a wasn't Boeing I think it they they took it they used an aerospace engineer that they knew they were friends with this guy (laughs) and and he was in charge of like making the materials and working with the, um, the factories and organizing it all. Forget exactly what his name was. I'm sorry. I forgot. No, that's okay. But I mean, it's, it's like everything else. They, um, they have people working behind the scenes who yes. are involved in other projects is basically what I would right. compare it to. 
and the military and um and consumerism and like all of that is all one big soup of control mm-hmm. you know they used to have religion and they you know now they have now they have the state now the state is winding winding down now they so they got to have some other t- type of mind control to capture people um you know money works good until it doesn't you know people recognize oh this is just paper <laughs> You know, and then like riots in the street and like they got to find a new thing to keep people controlled because otherwise they're not going to be able to have their rich mansions. They're going to be their heads are going to be taken from their bodies, probably guillotines. (laughs) So like um, this is like they are ensuring a more satanic future by selling your daughter Barbie. And that future will have promiscuous sex consumerism like you know spending money on poisonous products like you know everything that they give women is like destructive and what they do like you know in the birth process is like it's it's trauma they really they really traumatize women (laughs) i think it's because they hate creation so much and that's what you are i mean you you create life. You know? Well, we actually are like the gateways of life. That's so right. of course they would hate, like hate us and want us to be like, you know, pumped full of chemicals or whatever. And actually I do want to make two points here and just get your opinion. Okay. The first is going to be that, to this day, women are obsessed with appearances. And I'm not talking about just wearing makeup and looking yeah. pretty. They get their faces shot up with lip fillers, oh, Botox, yeah. everything. They, I mean, if someone came out tomorrow and was like, formaldehyde makes your skin super supple, then there would be a line of women at the clinic waiting to get shot up with fucking formaldehyde. So it's all about like preserving like a Barbie shiny plastic unrealistic you never age you never get fat you just you know are in a constant state of perfection and you have multiple personalities and you are like a uh you know a a a doll (laughs) you know what i mean like the barbie is a dissociative like slave doll like Mm -hmm. us a sex doll, literally, you know, um, I think you were getting to a point though. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No. Yeah, you're right. Um, and no, so what I was going to say is there was obviously every single girl who listens to my show will know. And Sean, you probably fucking know this movie mean girls. And you know, it's like there's a look and an attitude that goes along with Barbie because it used to right. be we could make our own personality for our Barbies. We could make give them a name, give them whatever. And then it was right. like after Mean Girls came out, not only are they referred to as the plastics, but <laughs> it was like, I want to look like Regina George. Regina George is wow. like a Barbie. I want to be in the plastics. I want right. to have that attitude, the look, the popular girl who wears the little skirts. And like, yeah. it's always something 
along those lines of like being sexy before it's time to be sexy because oh yeah you know in high school like let's take mean girls for an example rachel mcadams was like 27 in that movie playing a high school girl and she you know obviously has a more older looking feeling about her like she's got boobs and she's got a chiseled jawline and all those things that you get as you become an older lady not lady but like an older girl mature right Mm -hmm. so and it just goes to show you like there's something about taking this look of like being almost 27 and making high school girls who are still developing in their looks and make them desire to look that way or even um the movie clueless would be another example and I even am completely guilty of trying to look like Cher to this day <laughs> and buy like plaid miniskirts and wow. like all that stuff. You know what I mean? But before yeah, fun, these but... <laughs> movies, <laughs> yeah, it was like maybe Barbie's a nice person. And then like these movies like right. Mean Girls and Clueless come out and you're like, well, they're Barbie. Look at them. They look just like a Barbie and they're assholes. Every one of them, they're bitches and Right. Then you start to associate like maybe this Barbie look being a pretty girl, being a mean girl, being a fucking right. dickhead. And so there's also like this attitude that goes along with looking like that and being right. like that. I I think you got something going there. I think you're right. And um, that also leads to them never finding a proper mate. Because they're a prick. Right. And they're always yeah. going to like, they, you know, nobody that really cares about them is going to hang around only the people that want their body. Mm-hmm. So that's, so then because they're, they have no character, they need to show their body to get any attention from anybody. And then that is their rate of how valuable they are to society around them. It's like how much is really sick. Um, how short can I wear my skirt? Right. How, you know, how, how many fillers can I pump in my face before it starts disintegrating? Like, (laughs) this is the thing. And if you get fillers, like, I'm not judging you whatsoever. Like, that's your thing. I'm not a judging person. It's botulism. It's botulism. It's not good for you. But go ahead. Well, I'm sure it's not good for you. But (laughs) my thing is, like, if you can find somewhere in your soul where you recognize that you're beautiful without them. Right. And that someone will find you attractive mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally without all that. I mean, obviously some people are more attractive than others. That's fine, but you will find that person who doesn't care if you look like a brat stall, (laughs) they love your mind and they love your heart your heart if you're a good humble person and like just everybody wants to be around you it doesn't matter how long your lashes are or like (laughs) whatever you know yeah i I get that and it's that's the that's the truth and that's what people need to recognize when they look in the mirror say do i look like the natural me that's what i want to look like is what's most natural for me and myself so it, you know, you don't need to change the color of anything. You don't need to wear weird clothes. Like the beauty comes from inside 
You know, you don't wear it. You know, you don't wear your beauty. But Barbie tells you that. Like, she doesn't have, Ooh, you know what I mean? That's like, a good point. So your beauty is on the outside. Yeah, that's yeah. it does teach you that. Yeah, and she's she's totally empty. She's a doll with nothing in her head. Like, you know, and you just play with her for a little while and you forget about her. You know know what? That brings up another point about all these like sites you can get on where like these girls will like video chat with you and they're they're dolls, right? They're like living dolls and they they call themselves bimbo dolls and they they literally get dudes who are obsessed with like that doll look. and they'll like message them and like want videos from them and i'm telling you it's like a kink is what it is it's a sexual kink so those men are never gonna make children no fuck no so that is they it's obviously they're this is shrinking the population you know they're they're changing the way that men's minds think with all of the pornography and the way that the fashion industry and the you know the whatever Beyonce's doing or Miley Cyrus you know that whole zeitgeist of Satanism has got this glamour that's like got people under a spell so um you know that what is really beautiful is your natural genetics and what makes you an individual and you know and they know that but they want to destroy that you well, know and i and i hate to be a hypocrite because obviously <laughs> i love makeup and i love hair sure. and i love and i did hair for a long time so Sweet. It's not to say that those things don't have their place. It does. And, you know, like wearing your lipstick and your whatever you want to do. But there is a point where you look cartoonish. And that's where you're like changing. Like you're you're not enhancing like your natural beauty. Like, oh, I wear a little bit of makeup, like put some mascara, whatever you do. Right. Your eyebrows. But it's like, don't you don't have to look like a drag queen to go out on a Tuesday night for drinks. You know what I mean? You can just wear some minimalistic makeup and still look your most beautiful self. And I'm not saying never wear makeup, but yeah. Real guys are going to look for the ones that don't, don't wear makeup. You know, like that's the one that they're going to want to talk to at the party, you know? So it's tough to find those guys, but you got to go to good parties. (laughs) Well, yeah. And so, yeah, I just, you know, a lot of people obviously know what I look like and I obviously do my makeup and my hair and stuff. So I don't want to be like a hypocrite in this situation, but there is taking it to like the extreme where you're wearing wigs and like you look like a cartoon, like a Barbie or whatever. You've got your lips injected, everything. Sometimes I see these girls when I go out and I'm just looking at them and I'm like, Girl, what do you do for a living? Because fucking lip injections are so expensive. And it just looks, she just looks expensive. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like yeah. lips that's, and all That's this actually stuff. part of it. That's part of it. 
look how much money I can spend on my body and my looks. And that is in itself a display to others. I mean, like, so like, I know we talked about it briefly in the other episode, but I mean, people that in the old days in Victorian America, they would, if you were a kid was circumcised, that's because they had money because like their parents cared enough for them to chop off their foreskin because, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's, it, it takes money to do that. So then when they are in the act with a sexual partner, the partner knows, Oh, they got money. Right. Cause they, you know, cause they're looking at the body part. No, I'm serious. That was a thing. It was like, so that's why it's still perpetuated more in the Northeast than it is in the Southwest and stuff because of the way the types of people and families that live, you know, in those areas. Um, but anyway, uh, so it's like a body part displaying to others how much money you have. And it's the same thing with boobs, you know, new, then I got butt, fake butt, they got fake let me just interrupt you for a second right there (laughs) sure because i want your i just want to pick your brain a little bit on that since you brought it up what the fuck is going on with you're not pretty unless you have a big fucking huge dump truck ass (laughs) or like you know humongous tits or like whatever what, what happened to like just a normal like girl next door with like some nice natural boobs and like maybe she doesn't have a huge fucking ass but she's got nice legs or like whatever happened to that being beautiful you have to have a gigantic ass well like what is that well my quick answer is pharmaceutical industries and doctor like the the medical industry they want more money so they're pushing that. They got, you know, what's her name there? She's famous for... Kim Kardashian's ass. There you go. That's the one I was trying to think of. She's only famous for doing a sex video. You know, mm-hmm. she did a... That's why she's famous. Now everybody thinks she's the greatest. Really? Like, and she's got this big butt and it's like on purpose. They're pushing her out there. I mean... Her family got OJ off, you know, like they they absolutely did. They're working for the evil ones, you know, like. Um, and she wore Marilyn Monroe's dress. Yeah, right. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like right. she's the it's new all one, Marilyn. She's trying, but eh, yeah, Marilyn had a little more class, I think. But but they're both like probably, the, you know, she's probably just as much victimized as Marilyn was when she was a kid, you know. Um, mm-hmm. In order to create this monster that is Kim Kardashian, um, it takes a lot of psychological damage to create these psychopaths that are put in front of us, you know. And if you know about SRA and you, you understand about like um, the programming involved in making these slaves, um, you'll see it everywhere. <laughs> you know, like Slim Shady, there's a million of them. And like, you know, Barbie, there's like a million, like Beyonce is like, she's Sasha Fierce on stage. Like she's roaring mm-hmm. like a lion. Like she's what, mm-hmm. you know, what is going on? Like the other, you know, they, so they all got these. Uh, altars. Altars. Exactly. Exactly. And like, that is 
Barbie is an example of that. And SRA programming uses Barbies, uses Barbies to make the altars. So if you read SRA uh, victims will tell you that they're, they had a Barbie collection and they had a display of the Barbies. And like in Bryce Taylor's book, she talks about how daddy would come in late at night and he would open up the case and he would like say a rhyme to her and he would take one off the wall and be like, you know, now you're Claire, you know, and like, give her the doll and like abuse abuse her like to that doll's name and then like that doll is the altar she's like you know as it's happening she's like focusing on this doll and then it the doll goes back in the case and then her mind it goes back to so like it's a way of calling up altars so like So, like, that's why they got many different Barbies, right? So, the not only are they putting it amongst the... That's another whole big piece. Like, not only are they giving it to us as a toy, they're also seeding it amongst everybody so that they have easy... Like, so that they can use it in their programming and they can use it as a trigger for their people, um, the programmers that are, you know, programming the generations of... SRA babies that are, you know, going to grow up to be the, the leaders of industry, the the, the mm-hmm. leaders of, of of us, you know, like Hillary Clinton didn't turn into that by accident, you know, um, it took like a lot of evil to make that happen, and you got to have compassion. It's it's really tough. I mean, I, you know, she's evil and I hate her, but and what she's done that actually I don't have compassion. She's Never mind. Bad example. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, you know what? It takes it takes a lot. Of, so they make in order to make these uh, victims that are seated amongst the society for their for the plans of the cult. The cult uses these people that have these triggers, you know, and. You know, when Bryce Taylor grew up, she had those Barbies were internal. So she could, she didn't need the doll anymore. You know, it was like, and then Mm -hmm. someone would say that name and some instructions and then that name would pop up inside her, you know, and each one has a different, so like they could specify, like the trainers could use this one for this altar that we're trying to create and this one for this, you know, so like. And along those lines, they took the Ken doll and I think it was Hasbro or something that they were like the other company, <laughs> you know, there's Mattel in there. Right. Mm-hmm. So like Hasbro uh, took a Ken doll and like shaved down his hair to make it look like a crew cut and made fatigues for him. And they're like, there you go, GI Joe. Right. So now they got a super soldier multiple personality disorder guy like mm-hmm. that's another program of mk i'll try you know like um they got the beta sex kitten and then you got the the delta super soldier you know <laughs> yeah so like that whole you thing know what like, it reminds me of sean it reminds yeah. me of fucking voodoo dolls yes. is what these are they're fucking voodoo dolls right right 
and, and like, we're buying our kids voodoo dolls for Christmas. Like, oh, right. look at this voodoo doll. Look at this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this can be you in the future. It's like your own self putting needles in it. Like, I'm killing yeah, my <laughs> Yeah, even they yeah. took it one step further. You get to choose your own adventure. Oh, look, here's your voodoo doll. <laughs> yeah, right. The world is your yeah. oyster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And like, and Helena's like, oh, I'm going to be the, the Cinderella or the, the nutcracker doll. The nutcracker, the, yeah. The ballerina, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, it's the kid chooses its path. Like, uh, you know, I'm a fan of Malibu Barbie and Malibu Barbie's got a tan line and Malibu Barbie smiles. Like, she's fun. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you know, and Midge is pregnant. Like, <laughs> Midge is the there was sister. a pregnant one <laughs> yeah, yeah there yeah. was a pregnant one yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. midge like the older sister because barbie's supposed to be teenager so like she's not only a sex pot she's also a teenage girl who's a model right who's modeling for us what we're supposed to be you know mm-hmm. like it's a model for our psychology like it goes deep this, like, the, the scenarios though And this is just because I'm giving you a feminine perspective, but like the scenarios that I used to play out with my Barbies, like looking back on it, Mm -hmm. it was like if I had a friend over and we were playing Barbies, like I'd always make her be the one that stayed home with the kids so I could go out partying with my Barbie. And then I'd have Barbie, let's go party. Yeah, I'd be like, no, you have to stay home and you have to do this and that. You have to watch the kids. You have to do homework so I can go out and I'm going to play with this Ken doll, right? And we're going (laughs) to party. And And it was like these little situations I would act out like I'm the one that's fine. You're the one that's right. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I want to be the one that has fun. You're going to be the one that has kids. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Wow. And there was also like mermaid Barbie that her hair changed colors in the bathtub. So you can only imagine how sick that could get. Like, let me get <laughs> you naked and put you in the bathtub with mermaid Barbie. Yeah. Or like, let me, you know, there's a right. lot of situations where it's. um, It's triggering for the adult too to have yes. the naked woman along with this naked child, you know? And it's like the sexy thing floating and long hair and this, child there naked uh you know so it Mm -hmm. it creates those associations and um you know i don't know like bad people would do bad things from there you know oh Uh, definitely if you there was even um like a queen of egypt barbie it was cleopatra Mm. actually and i wanted it so bad so bad and i still to this day i can remember it in perfect detail she had on she was brown and she had like the egyptian makeup yeah and she had long braided hair every single piece of her hair was braided and she had on like this crown with like the snake coming out of the third eye and the long robes and like i was like oh i want that queen of egypt barbie so bad and so (laughs) i finally got it for like a birthday or whatever was like my prized possession i almost (laughs) didn't never play with it because i didn't want anything to happen to it and like if a girl came home from school and she was like oh let me i'd be like bitch you can play with those shitty ones over there but don't touch my queen of egypt barbie (laughs) you know but it's (laughs) like that's so much suggestive stuff in that with like 
of course, we know a lot about Egypt and, right. of course, the snake coming out of the third eye, those little right. head garments they would wear and everything. And it does always going back to like what you said, like the Satanism and all of right. that, you know, it's so suggestive. Right. That's right. And Cleopatra was, she commanded armies with her beauty. You know? <laughs> yeah. So like, there you go. I mean, like she, she was just so beautiful that like, you know, started wars and shit. Mm-hmm. So like that, is another thing like i want to be the perfect princess of you know perfection um kind of yeah. like um <laughs> kind of like helen of troy that bitch right. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like <laughs> people just destroying and killing each other over a yeah, woman right but it does again go back to like they want to destroy that in women because they know how powerful women right. can be Right. Not just with the looks, but like everything. Yeah. We're like this vessel of power and we bring life into the right. world. Like we're the gateways to like right. every human being on this planet passed right. through a woman's womb. Right. So, of course, they would try to take that away from us by saying, don't have kids, look like a slut, be a bimbo, don't care about, you know, so. I completely agree with you. There's yeah. definitely an agenda when it comes to that kind of stuff. Well, that's right. See, I'm glad. And uh, I'm glad you recognize and you could see. And um, she was, she was a creation, you know, she took teams of people to make it happen. And it's not like a, just a whoops, you know, just happened to be a three dimensional paper doll. You know, it is, it is on purpose. And the inception, it was a sex doll of, you know, and it still mm-hmm. is. No matter how fancy they dress it up, they might have, they remove the nipples and don't have private parts or whatever. Doesn't matter. It's still a sexy girl that is, you know, and, you know, and like, uh, like um, Tuesday Weld, you know, like the perfect beauty and like the most platinum blonde and like the you know it's Mm -hmm. and you know the fairy tale stuff like once they get married then that's it they don't have a future anymore it's just like the maiden part and then like the marriage happens and then like all right end of story and right because they don't want to show people how great it is to have kids and be married and all that they just want to like the whole drama of the before stuff. And then you get the women that grow up as like, you know, the uh, bridezilla, whatever type phenomenon mm-hmm. where like just this day is so perfect. And that, and like, right. You know, because like they're trained to same thing. And with the, the like diamonds. obsession with being perfect. And yeah, but, um, you know, and I don't want to, you know, cut you short or anything, Please but talk. I it's actually, I I actually have to go to a birthday party, but I do want to say thank you (laughs) so much for coming on. And like, of course, every time you come on, I learn something new. (laughs) Wonderful. And I'll never. That's great. Recommend Barbies to anyone. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say that the listeners need to look up Ernest Dichter. He's the father of motivational research. He created the focus group. 
and he created Barbie too. So you need to look that name up. If we're not, if we don't have time, I just want to say that to people. So go ahead. Oh no. Yeah. And I'll actually, I think I'll put the name or something so they can just copy paste Google it in the show notes or something. But I did want to say I, uh, I watched Brazil Oh, great. And I actually, <laughs> I actually um, recommended to someone to watch, and they were like, oh, my God, I can't. I, like, watched 10 it's minutes tough. of it. And I just, it's <laughs> tough. Some people, they can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. Did you like but, it? I, yeah, I mean, it's for <laughs> what it is. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. It's very, um, I mean, it's from the 80s. You know, it's got that 80s yeah. thing. But it's, it's anyway, go ahead. So I like it. Are you sticking with Brazil for your favorite scary movie of all time? Scary or do you want to change it up on movie. me? Man. Well, yeah, I don't think not many movies like make me go, <gasps> you know, <laughs> like I'm not really scared by movies. Um, I guess the most, the best one that I've seen recently, I'll say that is Midsommar. That one is Ooh, yes. very, very well done. And that dude, yeah. Ari Aster, is a great director. And he's I look mm-hmm. forward to his future productions. Yeah, um, no, that was a really good one. That yeah. was a really good one. And it's like, it, it could be real because it's a psychological yeah. thing. You don't have to, it's not like ghosts or like you got to believe this thing. Cults do exist and crazy people are out there. Yeah, and you might find them in the, in the jungles of Norway or you know Sweden, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. that one is a crazy one. Yeah. And before we go, sure, tell everyone where they can hear your podcast. Oh yeah, I have a podcast, Wake the Dead. You can find it uh, at Odyssey, Bitshoot, Rumble, uh, Google, Spotify, Apple. You know all that stuff. And, um, I post all my stuff, all my links at, uh, at one great work network.com. And you'll find me in the creator section. Look for my name. And it's there amongst many other creators that you should check them out too. Awesome people. And, uh, I make t-shirts. I have anarchist designs and, uh, fine art photography. I've got this one here is, uh, I like that one. Yeah. That's great. So I have many, um, many uh, awesome designs that you can make some good conversations with people. Start, you know, giving them information. Once, once somebody asks you the question, then they're listening. If you're like telling them stuff, they're not going to hear you. So the T-shirt makes the question happen, and then you can tell them the information. It's really it's effective in the world. So I like that, and you can find that at. Uh, storefrontier.com slash wake the dead and those are my designs there and thank you very much for having me on i appreciate you oh it's always a blast thank you so much sean to all my listeners thank you so much for listening we'll see you on the next one barbie My Barbie doll is really real. Barbie's small and so petite. Her clothes and figure look so neat. Her dancing outfit rings the bell. At parties she will cast a spell. Purses, hats, and gloves galore. And all the gadgets gals adore.
Barbie dress for swim and fun is only $3. Her lovely fashions range from $1 to $5. Look for Barbie wherever dolls are sold. Someday I'm gonna be exactly like you. Barbie, beautiful Barbie. I'll make believe that I am you. You can tell it's Mattel. I, I, I could be a pretty Barbie doll, doll, doll.